Welcome to another amazing episode of Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun the millions of hours of new original streaming content to revisit this goddamn old show about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. I'm Derek. I am a monster hunter, normally sitting next to me, but now joining via satellite phone is Keith. Can you guys hear me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Okay. We did all good, this good, in good. pre-show. We can hear you. Uh, all right, excellent. I calling in. Uh, I'm Keith. I'm a monster hunter, and uh, I will reveal my location uh, later on the show. Oh, he's on exciting. set at the monster. I'm on location at the monsters movie. I believe they're shooting in Bangladesh. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. It's the only way they could like circumvent the monster laws here in the united states and another voice of course is uh the dr dre of kansas terry that's right hello hello i'm uh i'm i'm where i'm always am you know just sitting here at the control panel uh <laughs> shutting all twos <laughs> yes putting in all my dvd discs you know my analog tapes uh, all mm-hmm. that stuff um and you know burning any sign of internet streaming or anything like that yeah Screw besides those. zoom of course because that's uh well. recording it's not a streaming service, though. Right. But maybe it they're will l- one day. I'm sure Zoom will have original programming eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when they do, we'll be ready. Ready to shun it. Shun it. And and today, we wanted to shun it for Season 1, Episode 11, The Midnight Ride of Herman Munster, which is today's topic of choice. But before we get there, gentlemen. Of choice? I don't, think, I don't think it was a choice. <laughs> Well, uh, whoever the ad wizards are that came up with numbers and sequential <laughs> stuff, um, that's who made our choice for us. Gotcha. We, we did episode 10 last time, and now we do 11. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I am doing good by uh, by choice. Uh, I'm doing good. Mm. Thanks for having me back. That's an interesting way to put it. You choose. You can either have a bad day or a good day, and Keith chooses a good day. So that's a, like that's that. a very positive well, way to look at the, it. The satellite phone earlier was having me think we we're having a bad day, but now we're up yeah. and running. So yeah, you had to turn that crank. It's like a field phone from World War II. <laughs> with yeah, with the uh, one of those those parts. Um, oh, the the war surplus. Yes. <laughs> I you know I was watching an episode of Bugs Bunny with the kids the other day because my daughter, my youngest, gets really jazzed about old cartoons. And we'll watch Tom and Jerry, and we were watching Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny uh, was Yosemite Sam came down from outer space for some reason in a spaceship. Hmm. Oh, that's and Bugs Bunny built a robot out of war surplus parts. He even said it. <laughs> I knew that? these war surplus parts would come in handy <laughs> to fight a space man. Yeah, he, built, he built an autonomous robot bunny. 
Wow. He, he didn't use uh, cans of succotash and <laughs> no. green beans. And well, stuff? It, no? it was about of that quality, but it exploded at the end. Uh, oh, that's a shame. Well, it was exploded on purpose uh, once it got on this Yosemite Sam's spaceship because he was from Mars for some reason, but still, still <laughs> sounded like Yosemite Sam. Don't they have a Mars character that like yeah. lives on Mars? Oh, that Martian? was like his boss because he called back. <sighs> he's like, it's like Captain Bubba. He's like, ah, you don't get it. And then it's oh, he's doing his Yosemite <laughs> Sam stuff. And he still had six shooters and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. That's like, yeah, I mean, why make a new character when you can just use any old character you already yeah. have? I mean, they all, it's cartoons. You can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> uh, and I guess, uh, you know, it's time to batten down the hatches. Um, what's some other library oh. terms? Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Is, bat, is batten down, <laughs> down the hatches a <laughs> library term? Batten down the hatches. Uh, uh, unroll the, the dusty stacks, tomes. Um, yeah. Swab the oh, deck head, because it's head time head for the stacks. Yeah. Well, we're swabbing the deck and then we're going to read from uh, the, uh, the good book known as The Ooh. Monster Hunter's Almanac all the way from across the globe. <laughs> In international waters, probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, I am in uh, I'm in Budapest, Hungary. Uh, I am I am not on the uh, the monster set. I am. Uh, oh, they're in Budapest. I've had some I've had some issues with security and craft services, and so now I'm at a hotel down the road, but I can still see things going on uh, over there. Anyway, uh, no. I, I did uh, I did bring the almanac along with me. Good. And uh, so what what I want to do here is over the next few episodes, uh, you know, I spread out over the next few episodes. I want to talk about where the monsters live, and that is thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that Rob Zombie recreated a whole version of it uh, over there in uh, in Hungary for the filming of this. And. Uh, I, I want to bring up some notes, and uh, we're going to break it down to a couple of different parts over the next few episodes. Outstanding. So, uh, originally, it was built in 1946 over on Stage 12 at Universal Studios for their production of a movie called So Goes My Love. Um, it was based on a true story uh, and a book called The Genius in the Family. It's a memoir, a memoir of Hiram Percy Maxim. It focused on his relationship between him and his father, Sir Hiram Stevens Maxim. And oh, I guess, yeah, um, sure. you know, who those people are, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Hiram, I guess he, uh, he's a radio pioneer. <laughs> he's a radio pioneer and inventor. He was credited with inventing the first commercially successful firearm silencer oh, and also, uh, played a big role in, uh, shortwave radio, I do believe, or maybe mm-hmm. long wave radio. One of the two, uh, he set up the American radio league. Derek, do you know other things about him? The American Radio League? Well, yeah, there were A-R-L. seven original members and they fought the, the <laughs> of doom. I'm mistaken. That sounds right. I remember learning yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so uh, after they wrapped up production of So Goes My Love, uh, the house was put into storage. So I guess they just took <laughs> it back apart. They put it in the Maybe. storage. Um, it reminds me of this house my parents moved into in uh when i was in uh when i was in high school the the company we bought it from they they put it down and like they rolled up with like sections of the house 
Mm. And so like when, when they like actually set the bathroom down, uh, my bathroom down on like the upper level, like you could walk in and it was already wallpapered and everything. Like they just had to connect stuff to it. And that's what I'm picturing here is they just kind of like broke this house down in small mm. little uh, mm-hmm. bits and pieces. Yeah, Early fifties, you know, yeah. Uh, in, in the early fifties, Universal then decided to build a new exterior residential street on its uh, front lot. Uh, these sets were then taken out of storage and reassembled where they became part of River Road, uh, mm-hmm. one of the number of residential streets constructed in the area. The house was then seen in a number of Universal productions throughout the 50s and beyond. Um, so after So Goes My Love, it then shows back up again in Abbott and Costello Meet the Invisible Man. Makes oh, sense. Cool. Um, it's a physician's home. Uh, I'm going to jump past a few. There's another one called Monster on Campus in 1958. Obviously, it shows up in Leave it to Beaver. Obviously. <laughs> of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it's part of the uh, series exteriors were filmed on River <laughs> like Road. Like the leave it to Beaver verse. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because, well, yeah, because these guys helped write Leave it to Beaver as well. So it makes sense. <laughs> the they extended would... Beaver verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zack Snyder's Beaver verse. Nice. Um, verse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, like, it was also on Alfred Hitchcock Presents uh, in an episode. Mm, There's a show called Thriller, which seems like it's very similar, but it had Bella Lugosi mm-hmm. uh, voicing parts in it. Sure. And then he was part of Craft Suspense Theater. So I get it's done a lot of, like, horror film type things. So I guess it made sense that in the 60s it shows up for a few years with the Munsters. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, though, it was in The Ghost of Mr. Chicken in 1966 with Don Knotts. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was in the TV show... The TV show Dragnet, it was also in the movie Dragnet. Um, it was wow. Dan Aykroyd's mother's house in that one. It is in the backdrop of some episodes of The Incredible Hulk from 1978 to 1982. Uh, it is Ricky Butler's house in The Burbs. Wow. Uh, it is in the backdrop of the ending of the opening credits of every single episode of Get a Life. Hmm. That's the, uh, it was a Chris, Chris Elliott uh, show. Yeah, Chris Elliott show there. Where I was in Murder, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and a hand model, too, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murder, She Wrote, Quantum Leap, Everyone Loves Raymond has it in there, and uh, most recently, it was in Desperate Housewives. Oh. Most recently, so it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, 2000. That's, the, that's like the last main thing it was known for. Um, but that's where, those are the things, uh, some of them post-Monstry, but things outside of just being the monsters that 1313 Rockingbird Lane House was uh, used for. I had no idea you could like collapse it and rebuild it like that. Yeah, I figured once they were done with it, they would just like burn it to the ground. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that idea. I mean, it looked it looked highly flammable. Uh, they could have easily done no, that. No, there's so much asbestos in that thing; it could never burn. <laughs> they tried. That's why they just decided to tear it apart brick oh, by geez, brick. We like, can't yeah. bring it. Look, we it, we tried burning it. Just box it up already. Okay. Yeah, we can't destroy <laughs> yeah. this thing. We might as well reuse it. Mm-hmm. There should be Some a show in the mm-hmm. early 2000s called The Desperate Housewives. That yeah. Use it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things uh, we can't destroy and we reuse, that's the Monster Hunter Almanac oh. Factor of the Week. Oh, boy. Never to be destroyed. Closing the book right there. Stab it with a basilisk fang and <laughs> still not be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can shoot it into the sun and it would Actually, the outlive sun. the sun and come back like millions of years later. Mm-hmm. 
becoming its own star. Only stronger. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Granting life to the new world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's used. Oh, boy. You launch it into like a barren planet. And it's used to like terraform it. <laughs> there's, just, like, there's just a bunch of like little like Hermans running around and a bunch of lilies. Yeah. You send it to the terraform it. Does it terraform it as the monster house? So like with all yes. like it's it's always windy and rainy. It's there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. Like uh, all the time, as opposed to like the Leave It to Beaver version, where it's probably very nice. If you were to launch it at Mars right now, it would hit, and then it would like emit a bunch of oxygen, create an atmosphere, <laughs> and then it would turn the planet of Mars into a giant monster house. Oh my God, monster planet! That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That should be a sequel to the Munsters. You know, all these horror movies that go to space. I want to see a, a Munsters movie where it's a space. Oh my gosh, movie. yeah. Oh yeah, the Munsters go to space. That's got to be a... <laughs> Like an astronaut goes up in outer space and he's got a pouch and in that pouch are Herman's neck bolts. And he gets on the <laughs> other planet and he plants them. And then from there, uh, like Munsters grow. Uh-huh, yeah. That'd like awesome. a seed, the seed of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to fertilize him with his own poop, though. Yeah, well, it oh. makes sense. Mm-hmm. You gotta it's, do what you gotta do on Mars. It's it's like growing potatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can. yeah. And another thing that you do with potatoes is you can chuck them out into the ocean and then watch <laughs> them sink That's or right. get eaten by a fish. And mm-hmm. then if they do, you dive, put on that skooma gear and dive into the water and chase them potatoes. <laughs> uh, here's Captain Terry That's with right. another <laughs> deep dive into hell. That's get, right. Those, you got to catch those potatoes before they get to hell. That's mm-hmm. all. Well, yeah. yeah but if Satan gets a potato, he's unstoppable. Well, Ooh. we want to get it just in time so it's like just evenly cooked. If it gets too deep, then it's going oh, it's to. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than a big potato where the very middle of it's crunchy. Yeah. So. Oh God, that's nasty. So we'll start diving. Um, the The Midnight Ride of Herman Munster was directed by Ezra Stone. Um, he's got 35 directing credits on IMDb going from 1949 to 2006. We're going to be seeing his name quite a bit. Uh, it seems like he's directed 27 episodes of The Munsters. So I think this was his first. So look forward to that. We'll be seeing more of him. Of all the shows, though, he was credited on, this one looked to be like the most prominent, the one he did the most for. Uh, he did some Lassie, Lost in Space, or some stuff like that. He's also an actor, um, and we might actually, if we ever watch the Munsters movie, he's actually in that. So, hmm. if more like when, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we get there, we'll see him. So that's fun. Uh, this episode was written by Joe Conley and Bob Mosher. We've heard about these guys like a million times. Very familiar names. So that those are two names that I'm just going to let sink past. You know, we don't really need to hear too much about them. Um, yep. You know, we might just need a snorkel. Uh, so that they, they've written well, about that's one, that's one of our markers of of going down and how deep we go. <laughs> you know, we get those yep. two guys. Yep. <laughs> there's Joe. There's Bob floating by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've written about twenty episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've covered uh, a few of their their uh, the ones they've written already. Uh, they also created Leave It to Beaver. Um, so that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. And reverse lives. Yeah, the Beaververse, um, and because it has this house, boy, there's just so much going on. Uh, there's a few guest stars in this, so you know it's the classic situation. My website I checked listed some. Uh, the BVD that sometimes decides to tell me who the guest stars are didn't have anybody, so I was just kind of playing it by ear. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll just follow our own path here. First, we have mm-hmm. Moxie or Maxie Rosenblum as Big Louie. Um, mm. 
He's got 79 credits on IMDb, going from 1933 to 1969. He was a professional boxer. He did 289 fights, apparently, which is quite a bit. Uh, they called him Slapsy Maxie. <laughs> um, That's what I called him first time I saw him. I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, well, he's known for uh, slapping his opponents with his open glove. So, oh, nice. I thought be, I thought because he took too many shots to the head, he's just like a little slap happy at this point. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, he was also known for being a womanizer and gambling. No. Um, so yeah, he's known for a lot of things. Seemed like a great guy. Yeah, you know, he was quite the star of the nightlife. It seems. But he did later transition to acting. He played pretty much just tough guy, thug roles, you know. Um, his mini bio says that on IMDb said he had a hundred over a hundred films that he was in, but IMDb only had seventy nine credits total, including TV. So it's a little suspicious. Maybe there's some like lost lost maxi tapes out there that yeah, he probably had them burned. Yeah, <laughs> he got a little too slapsy on this set. Yeah, no one can ever see this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe someday we'll find these. They'll be uncovered deep within the the trenches. But who knows? Uh, next, we've got Val Avery as Marty. He's got 172 acting credits uh, that go from 1952 to 2004. He was mostly yeah really small roles in TV, um, and we'll see him actually later as a different character in the Munsters. So he'll be back. He was in a couple of big movies though, which is cool. He was in the 1979 Amityville Horror uh, and the original Magnificent Seven. So that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was also in a movie called Satan's Bed. Um, Not to be confused with Satan's Bug, which we talked about a while ago. Yeah, yeah. which we were disappointed with. It wasn't a real bug. Yes, exactly. And uh, I'm going to say I'm also disappointed with this. Uh, It didn't seem like the the bed was uh, Satan or anything like that. (laughs) But (laughs) it it stars Yoko Ono in it. Um, There's the Satan part for you. (laughs) Um, I get it's about like a Japanese woman who gets wrapped up in gangs and drug dealers. I guess I watched the trailer and this is like a super grimy, like exploitation movie. Uh, I think you can kind of guess basically what happens. The gang of thugs roams the streets and preys upon women. Didn't look the greatest movie ever, <laughs> but no. I think uh, Val Avery had a pretty big role in it. So congrats to him. Um, but yeah, I thought the name was funny. The name, but the movie, the trailer is like. I don't know about this. This seems kind of bad. Um, then we also have Lenny Weinrib as Freddy. He's got 152 acting credits going from 1959 to 1992. Uh, he did a decent amount of live action and he did some voice acting for animation. Um, the Munsters wasn't the only Frankenstein show that he was in. Uh, he voiced the character in a show called Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles, um, which is Hannah okay. Barbera. Have you guys heard of that? I have, yes. You have? Okay. I don't remember much about it, but I have, yes. Yeah, I guess it was about like a boy genius, and he like created a robot and named it Franken- Frankenstein Jr., like as you do. Um, uh, I then, would, yeah. If I did. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like some undercover agents who disguise themselves as a rock band and, you know, tour, I guess. <laughs> so that's the other classic that was a, that, gimmick. Can Barbera really did that a lot. Yeah, I feel like I know like three shows, like at least that, yeah, it was like a band. That goes around solves yeah. mysteries or something. Every Hanna Barbera cartoon involves somebody solving mysteries, mm-hmm. and there's a fifty fifty chance that they're a band. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and if Sometimes. they're not a band by default, they'll at least have an episode where they are a band. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Because least... that's how they're that's how they're going to catch the bad guys. Yes, mm-hmm. they're stepping into to be the band, and they'll sing their own original song. There's one like speaking animal in it that Always. like you know helps solve yep. the mysteries. Maybe it Jabberjaw. Yeah, exactly. It's a shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do believe. I do believe he, I, he talked and played the drums. I do believe. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's a brown dog. Sometimes it's a gray dog. Sometimes it's a shark. Sometimes it's a different brown dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always. <laughs> sometimes it's a robot Frankenstein. Yeah. Sometimes it's a robot Frankenstein. Sometimes it's a robot dog. Yeah. So uh, he's been in actually a ton of stuff that I recognized. Uh, he was, he must have done like a pretty good Dracula impression because he voiced a couple of characters. Uh, there's one that's called Count Bragula from the Super Globetrotters. Um, and there's also one called Pacula from the Pac-Man TV show. Nice. <laughs> so... Some more uh, spooky-themed characters he's done. Um, And the more I scrolled, the more I just was like, wow, he's actually done so much. Uh, The last thing I'll mention is that he voiced Scrappy-Doo quite a bit and like, all the Scooby-Doo and Scrappy shows. Well, he just lost my respect. (laughs) Scrappy-Doo wasn't that bad. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, And the last guy I'll touch touch on is Lee Krieger as Al. Uh, He's got 34 acting credits to his name going from 1953 to 1968. Got some smaller roles in TV and movies. Uh, the biggest thing I recognized him uh, was he he showed up repeatedly in My Favorite Martian as like a policeman. He was like a radar man at some point. Couldn't tell if they were like the same person each time, all these police people, or if it's just, you know, that's just his thing. He just played police. I did find something that was kind of weird, though, when I was kind of looking through his limited um, like listings on IMDb. He has one soundtrack credit for a movie called Celeste and Jesse Forever, which actually came out in 2002. Or no, 2012, sorry. Uh, and as Keith probably knows from his deep black book, uh, it's pretty strange because Lee Kruger died in 1967. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keith knows all the deaths. I uh, was trying to avoid it this time, but there you go. You got me. <laughs> uh, I thought that maybe he like wrote a song way back in the day and maybe they just happened to use it. So I started Googling it. Uh, I could not find it for a while, um, and the song is called "Do It on My Face." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is—it's about what you think it is, pretty much. Um, I finally found it. It was performed by Emma Roberts, um, and I think it's supposed to be like a comedy song. It's pretty bad, but I think it's supposed to be like purposefully like a horrible pop song. Um, but I figured it out. I figured out why he was credited for this. The director of Celeste and Jesse Forever actually helped write the song, and his name is also Lee Krieger. Oh. But um, he's credited on IMDb as Lee Toland Krieger, so there you are. Wild. I caught you, IMDb. You've been exposed. Yeah, so you're horrible They both mistake. had the same name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. But IMDb's it's not got even listed. like a common name. It's not like it's like Jeff Smith or something like that. Right, mm. right. yeah. Hmm. So IMDb, they messed up big. Um, so, yeah, that's right. We got you. What do you guys say about that, IMDb? Uh, what's it called when you submerge is going underneath? Let's unmerge. Unmerge, Sub- yes. Un- unmerge from the depths. <laughs> it doesn't sound right to me. Um, well, let's do it. Get them monster bins because we got stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, they hurt the pow. Yes, they do. <laughs> got to go Keep slow. It's oh, in pain no. from across the globe. Um, from the monster bins. And it's a good thing because man, season one, episode 11, the midnight ride of Herman Munster is an episode. <laughs> I'm taking the IMDB breakdown. I broke it. I 
it was like four sentences long. I made it one concise sentence. Herman's car is stolen with him inside and is to be used as a getaway car on a bank job. Yep, that's, that's really all you need. That's yeah. it right there. This one gets a a hefty 7.5 on IMDb from hmm. uh, a handful of people that have <laughs> been <laughs> gracious enough to rate this one. What mm-hmm. kills me is 7.5 means for every person that thought it was like a 2 or 3, like I would have thought, maybe even a 5. There's other people that thought it was like a 10 or a 15. Yeah, they yeah. like hacked IMDb to give it a higher score. Do we need uh, do we need to uh do we need to log in to IMDb under Monster Hunters and start leaving our own reviews? <laughs> start leaving <them> scores. <laughs> oh, yeah. we we'll can. Start, I think we need to start adding trivia on each episode saying this episode was covered by the Monster Hunters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you know that None of the Monster Hunters like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Again. Yes. Now, I mean, okay, before we can get in, this episode is okay. Mm-hmm. It's not good, no. but it's not terrible. That's just it's decent. Opinion. Yeah, that's not like the worst. It's not as bad as it has been sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to leave a lot of those same questions that we always have, like, there's something that could have really gone different here that I think would have stood out a little bit more or like that, you know, those little side, I guess there's not really one of those side quest ones that we're always like, Ooh, here's going to be like the cool B plot. And, and then we get nothing. I don't think yeah. there's as, as much of that this time, but uh, I do have a couple questions in general that why they didn't go with something else, but we'll get to it. Yeah. that This one is, is peculiar, but yeah, it opens up and Herman and Lily are returning from a drive-in movie and Herman's tired as fuck, man. He's yawning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yawns a lot. So much. He's exhausted. He's, he's ready to go to bed. And they talk about going to the drive-in and Herman's scaring people away. Mm-hmm. Pretty regular. Why? Why would that happen? Yeah, because it's Frankenstein's monster. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, people, people are hightailing out there, but he's super tired. He's constantly yawning, and it, but it's only two a.m., guys. Oh God! Mm. <laughs> yes, this brought up a lot of questions already. I, like, I, I hate this thing where they're like, "We stay up at night, but yeah. we live a normal life during the day." But it it's doesn't so, make sense. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because we've already established he goes to work during the day. He goes to work. <laughs> Eddie goes to school. There's and we do things. see them. We see them in bed going to sleep at night. Yes. So, like, how like how long are they asleep? Mm-hmm. When when do they actually? There's that one where Herman had like was sneaking through to get a a salami out of the refrigerator in the middle of the night. Know. Yeah. Yes, but is that like is that like five in the morning? Like sun's just about to come up and he's sneaking through. That's almost <laughs> what it sounds like. Like I can't tell anymore. Mm-hmm. But they're back. They went to a drive-in. It's two a.m. Very late drive-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lily, she forgot her mink in the car, so she sends Herman out to get it. And Herman's he doesn't like, want well, to, but I'll go yeah. get it. I'm going right to bed. Mm-hmm. So he goes out there, opens the car, lays down, goes to sleep, <laughs> as one would do. He's got yep. a simple task, and he has to go out to this car that's in front of the house, and it's a car we've never seen before. Oh, is yeah. that not the one? Is that not the one that she gets driven up to the the lot when they're gonna? They're gonna build the monster coach thing. Is Maybe. that not the one she drives up in? I I don't know. I don't remember. 
but it's not her. Well, it's not the usual car. No. And there's things that get said in this episode that make you think that they don't even know where that car came from. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they just had it one day. They went to a drive-in. Maybe they rented it to go to the drive-in. Who knows? Anyway, Herman goes out, lays down, gets the mink. It's so soft and cozy. He just falls asleep right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. No big He's, deal. doesn't even try to accomplish his task. He literally just climbs in the car, sees the co- comfy little, yeah, whatever fur mink thing, and he's just like, yeah. yeah have, you ever had, have you ever had wolf-dyed mink? Come on, Derek. That's so comfy. I have not. I know I'm, I'm not as, as classy as Herman is. But the thing that kills me is he is so tired <laughs> that he can't just open up a car door, <laughs> grab the coat, and return the 20 feet to the house. He gets into the car and falls asleep. Yeah. Anyway, he falls asleep. No big uh, deal, right? Also, yeah. don't they have a garage? Like, where's the Munster coach? Is parked someplace. I don't know. This car is just out front. And it's no big deal because he'll just get up, in the, he'll get up in the morning and come back in the house, right? Except for there's two guys walking down the street oh, no. who need to steal a car. Mm-hmm. And they see this one. And they're like, oh, look, the keys are inside. They, they notice <laughs> the keys, but yep. not the seven-foot monster in the back seat. That's a giant, like, 300-pound man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't notice that. They notice the car. They need it for the bank job. And then, banger. Still good. Nothing new. Come back. Lily is concerned because Herman isn't back yet. It's been 20 minutes. <laughs> she tells Grandpa she gets him out of the basement. He's been working in the lab. Grandpa's like, don't worry, I'd fly it all the time or whatever. And Lily thinks that maybe Herman got some ideas from the movie that they watched, which I thought was interesting. Okay, yes. now I looked it up. I knew I you was did. like, because first of all, I thought they would have referenced what movie they saw when nope. they said they went to the drive-in. They didn't. So then they mentioned... Um, Who are the actresses? Uh, the actress was Tuesday Weld. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, crap. Who was the... Uh, sorry, I had it written down here, and um, I can't read it. But uh, it's this David David Niles or something like that, I think. But So I went in and looked up these two different people. I can't find a movie that they're in together. Oh, well. Huh. Well, it's just a joke. Which, 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 well, no, usually when they make those references, though, this is something that I, like they actually pick something that's really there. Mm-hmm. And so I was really kind of surprised that I couldn't find. Well, the uh, real actors, just not real movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Niven hmm. uh, is is the is the actor's name. Um, and uh, oh, he was actually uh, he was uh, James Bond in Casino Royale. Oh, which is um, it is like the one that they made that it wasn't part of the normal. It was an American Bond. movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so he was in that. But yeah, I, I went through and I, I was like, okay, so what two things are they in? Um, and and I could not find anything that these those uh, the actor and actress had been in together. Um, but I did also look up as Tuesday Well. Very attractive young lady, as the crow also likes to let us know. Yeah, because oh yeah, Lily's like, well, maybe he got ideas from Tuesday Weld. <laughs> you know, the guy stepping out on his wife to go meet Tuesday Weld in this movie, mm-hmm. which seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then 
Lily's like, oh, you know, whatever. And then the raven mocks Lily, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why would a man leave his loving home? And the raven says, Tuesday well. Tuesday well. <laughs> now, I noticed, I don't, I don't know if she'd worn it before, but Lily has this, like, kick-ass bat pendant on. Has she always worn that? Yeah. No, I noticed that the I, first time. It, like, it really caught my eye. And I was mm-hmm. like, this looks new. Um, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they keep it around. That's yeah. Add some more to Lily's character. Some new yeah. jewelry. Change it up a bit. <laughs> it's just a really cool bad pendant. Uh, Lily looked a little bit different in this episode. I don't know. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Maybe it's the bad pendant. Maybe it's Maybelline. Who knows? Mm, it could be that. Yeah. <laughs> think of that. So then, then we see the two gangsters sitting really close to one another in the front mm-hmm. of Herman's car and they're driving. Yeah, that car's got to be super wide if Herman's yeah. driving and Lily's sitting next to him. <laughs> Unless maybe they both sit in the back seat because that, oh, the, the, the mink was in the back seat mm-hmm. and maybe that invisible man dude drives them around place. <laughs> maybe. All I know is these two gangsters, like the one dude was, they were like rubbing elbows. They were so close. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, there's a lot of front seat up there to take up, but <laughs> they're right there. Yeah, and then they do this like who's on first, oh, what's geez. on second thing about snoring. Like, yes, snoring. exactly what I thought it was. Like, yeah, you're not snoring. Well, I know I'm snoring because I'm not talking. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Herman is snoring in the backseat. Yep, very loudly. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the guy who's getting blamed for snoring never mentions that he also heard the snoring and like nope. they should investigate. <laughs> he and- was asleep. He didn't hear it. And they have no spatial perception to understand that the snoring is coming from behind them. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. the acoustics in that car are like ridiculous because the snoring bounces off the windows, makes it sound like it's coming from mm-hmm. the guy next to him. Whatever. I guess it would be really loud, too, with the lung power that we see Herman have in this, where he's like yeah. sucking up cobwebs with his yawns. Like, this yeah, is, yeah. it's got to be pretty this, loud. This dude's yawning, sucking up cobwebs. He's like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. This guy's <laughs> snoring in the back seat, and no one realizes that there's somebody behind them snoring. And he would literally be like two feet behind yes. them. All he'd do is like turn their head <laughs> slightly to the left, yes. and they would have seen him. Mm-hmm. But exactly. They didn't. That's no? okay, because yeah. if they did see him, then it would then none of the rest of this episode would have worked. That's true. Yeah. 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 So there you go. When you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we come back <laughs> to Munster Town, and Lily and Marilyn are her or not Herman Grandpa are there, and Marilyn's like, "What do you mean he left?" Right? <laughs> like you have to like you have to like rehash this moment. Like everybody yep. understands. We know. Just assume. <laughs> that this conversation took place and then eddie comes in uh oh. thinking that grant well, it's another commotion did grandpa blow himself up again no time for fun and games right yep. now eddie no time for fun and games Lily's like go back to bed can't leave the can't leave the lid open no can't leave the top of the lid open okay oh. he's he's a werewolf child it sleeps in a coffin yes yes that seems so like Weird, and it's a it, it's a yeah it's a split coffin for like uh, viewings, but it made me think of Sven Gulli. Remember Sven Gulli? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he would always stand in that coffin in the top and be up throwing rubber chickens and whatnot. Yeah, uh, just, just glad Eddie showed up for a second, you know, just to disappear for pretty much the rest of the episode. Well, <laughs> like usual. <laughs> so there's this big thing here. Go back to bed. You don't need to concern yourself. This grown people are talking. 
Marilyn's like, I'll take you back to bed. And Lily's like, well, I better call the cops. And the <laughs> cops are like, well, what's it look like? Missing person. Describe him. Seven feet, 380 pounds. Yep. Cop, cop, eyes wise, eyes get wide. Huh. Uh, what's his I thought they're going to recognize it. Like, they're, they're going to be like, oh, my God, it's that guy again. The monster of the park or <laughs> Yes. It's the she same. Didn't say red, she didn't say red eyes. Guy. Otherwise, so they would have yeah, yeah, given away. Yep. But now, here's an interesting wrinkle. They ask his age, and Lily's like, Grandpa, how old is Herman? And Grandpa says, I started working on him around 1812. Yep. <laughs> right? So this confirms that Grandpa built Herman. Yes. This is right? great news. This is very interesting lore. Let's a few episodes prior, didn't Herman say he was a college man because he was on campus and oh, in various right. jars, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Herman's mm-hmm. backstory well, is a little. Maybe bit they took him apart at some point, like they did with the uh, the Munster House. Maybe. No, once, <laughs> they, once they, he got they to college age. <laughs> well, Grandpa yeah. said he started in 1812, and then hit, there was like a part shortage or something. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and finished him around 1850. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which would be put him well over 100 years old. And so Lily's like, "Well, he's middle age." Hmm. Okay. And then. The cop says, eyes, Okay, two, that's all that yeah. we could fit. Because... <laughs> I would love to see Herman with like 10 eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like a spider. He's just got <laughs> eyes all over that big flat head of his. Yes. That would be oh. awesome. Or if he had one giant eye on the top of his flat head, that would be, that would <laughs> be could great. See, you'd see above him directly at mm-hmm. all times. That would, that would he be... might. We have never seen the top of his head. No, he, might, he might looks down, and there's just a big eye blinking at you. <laughs> I would love. I like. That. I like. Lily makes that comment, and I want the. I want the cop on the other end, just like sarcastically. Oh, why? Because he's a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Like, joking <laughs> yeah. around, moving on. She's, well, you know, uh, yeah. What you talk about, lady? Is this man a Frankenstein's <laughs> monster? Of course, he's got two eyes. And, and now, didn't he? Didn't she say he had a like a blue eye and a green a eye? Brown so eyes... and a chartreuse eye. That's right. So he matches complexion. Yeah. Oof. Did he get a eye replacement since the last time we heard about this? They guy? were previously red. I don't even know what color chartreuse really is. I mean, it's look, like it green. went from 1812 to 1850 to finish them. Maybe they lost an eyeball. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Chartreuse is like kind of a yeah. Sickly oh, green. it's like a pale like lime, mm-hmm. pale lime green. I know because there's a restaurant called Chartreuse Caboose near me. So, oh, the green Chartreuse butt. Caboose. Yeah, <laughs> the green butt. Come on in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty good, honestly. But so brown, he's got a brown eye and a green eye. And to me, that's not like weird, right? People have two colored yeah. eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Professor X uh, from that one X Men movie where he's trying to pick up chicks with the. Uh, Oh, you know, mystique! It's, it's like it's groovy. You know oh. what they call uh, somebody with two colored eyes, homeochrome, whatever, right? Oh, that's it's right. It's actually a mutation. It's quite interesting. <laughs> it's a mutation. <laughs> yes. yes. So Herman's a mutant. You're a bit of a mutant yourself, aren't you? <laughs> that's my Can't impersonation. <laughs> Can't wait for Herman to get recruited into the X Men. He's probably oh, the founder. God, I went there for that. There. Yeah. So anyway. So the cops like keeps on going. He needs a full description. Uh, any scars? And she goes, no. 
but he does have a beauty mark on his forehead. It's like 25 inches long or something. Like <laughs> some, it's some hideous scar, yes. but he, she calls it a beauty mark, so which was mm-hmm. pretty funny. That's nice. He's, he's Harry Potter. Yeah, shape of a lightning bolt. Oh, yeah. Right? She says that. Now, this is this is why Keith brought this up in the in the almanac. But they make a very specific point. Because Grandpa says, tell them where we live. It's almost like they thought of this address <laughs> prior to writing this episode. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh, we got to work in this cool address. What if it's 213s? It's oh, a yeah. mockingbird lane, which I don't understand what the mockingbird's for. Like, that's not particularly spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, but Grandpa's like, tell them where we live. And she's like, oh, yeah, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> and that would be like dun, where dun, the credits dun. for 1313 Mockingbird Lane would start, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah I, think or, that, yeah, I think this is the first time I think they've ever mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And this would be like the end credits. This would be like the end of the end of the movie. Oh yeah, they finally really said the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then right before she says it, it like cuts to the oh, title, 1313 Mockingbird yeah. Lane. Then there's a stylistic like Herman and all that stuff. <laughs> and then they do the mid credits and it's mm-hmm. like uh, Professor Herman. You see him. Yeah, the mid credits scene Herman. There's a De La Soul song playing over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that good stuff, right? So then she says that. Cool. So they put out a 106 which I'm assuming is like uh, missing persons um, for a tall, heavy set male with sallow complexion because they assumed that Lily was <laughs> distraught because yes. the description was out of control. Now, I think some, another, I don't mean to keep talking about Herman's appearance. I mean, I mean, he's obviously <laughs> grotesque, but mm-hmm. Lily really makes a point about like, Oh, he's just your average guy. You wouldn't even notice him. Yeah. Does she really not realize that he is like some sort of like, oddity like sure she can think he's attractive whatever that's fine but does she not realize that every other human being besides his twin brother like it looks like a normal human and yes yeah she has only met two people that look like herman one is herman one is herman's twin brother who was apparently also made by grandpa yes yet she says he's you would never even notice him on the street he looks like your average guy yeah it's just an enormous monstrosity (laughs) does she not remember when he went walking around the park and people freaked out about it no not an average guy didn't she see people at the drive-in like walking around and fleeing like they didn't look like herman yeah i thought that was weird yeah yeah i i agree and the cops like look for this guy tall heavy set and mm-hmm. kind of punchy or whatever they said uh, with amnesia. That's right. Is what is he's a tall, heavy set male with cell complexion and amnesia. Okay. And by the way, I know this is a thing that that is probably wasn't like a thing back in, you know, when this came out. But the first thing I was like is, why is she calling? You need to wait at least 72 hours before. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. And they don't even say how long has he been missing for. They're just like, mm-hmm. OK. We'll keep an eye out for your weird husband. Yeah, because at this point, he's been missing for like less than an hour or something like that. 20 minutes. Uh, Yeah. It's been 20 minutes. He could have gone to the store because the car's gone. He could have just gotten the car, went to the store. It's like, oh, I can't sleep without cigarettes. So he goes and gets a pack of cigarettes and comes back. Right. (laughs) Whatever. Right. Could have been anything. He hasn't been gone that long. But she's very concerned because, you know, the movie Mm -hmm. guy has stepped out on his wife. And Herman's very impressionable. So 
Oh, but yeah. She's like, should I call the morgue? It's been 20 minutes. He's probably dead. <laughs> and Grandpa's like, nah. They... Oh, no. Grandpa's like, why would he go visit somebody right now? He's yeah. too tired. He's too tired to go visit somebody. I thought like that's where he worked, but yeah, Grandpa makes it sound like he just goes and like chats with the chats the it up, yeah, yeah, with the dead folks. Then we see the gangsters. They're like, "Well, we let's go to the farmhouse rendezvous, go back mm-hmm. to sleep, whatever." Marty is. They get there, and they're like waiting for Marty. Now I'm a, I'm thinking that this is a set of a bonanza. They're walking <laughs> up to this uh, farmhouse. It's like a barn. Yeah, it is. They go in. And there's Marty. There's just one dude sitting in there. Like, mm-hmm. like they could have been waiting anywhere. Yeah. Like, why the farmhouse? Why not <laughs> his house? Yeah. Why not the bar? Why not? Yeah, I think trace back to it. Yeah. No. Go no, to the farmhouse. A little more visually interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Marty. He's waiting for him. And then, so like, sorry, we're late. Blah 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 blah. And Marty's like, it's okay. Waiting for Big Louie to drive the getaway car. <laughs> okay, Big Louie. Outside a wolf house, Herman wakes up and he's like, Where the hell am I? <laughs> he is horrified. He hears that he is... wolf howling and he's like shaking in his boots. Yeah. Which is weird because his son howls a lot. All the time. But and they he wakes up, he's all nervous, whatever. So Herman, uh oh, then we cut back inside, and Marty's never seen Big Louie before, but he's a great big goon. A regular monster. He's a fighter <laughs> and a little punchy from 20 years in the ring. 20 so he's, years? You've never seen him. He knows he's a big monster of a man. <laughs> and he's weird. This is okay. a good setup. This is a good setup. I yes. Think. And then, so Herman's at the door. And then they're like, they open up the door and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> big Louie is a monster. Yeah, when you said he's a monster of a man, yeah. you meant he's just they're a monster. Not lying. Of many men. But then they get real bossy with Herman, don't they? They get like, <laughs> and Marty gets out a gun and he's like, <laughs> right in Herman's side, and Herman's <laughs> laughing at him. Yes, Herman yeah, laughing at his face. Herman yeah, does not me. fear a gun. I'm surprised Herman didn't like get it and bend it in half or something. Oh, I, I just kind of thought he didn't know what that was. I thought he might like not understand <laughs> what the yeah. guns were. <laughs> Your tickle machine is very hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so nonchalant. Maybe he, he doesn't fear death, I guess. He came from death, so I guess maybe he's yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's very deep. You are merely... I was <laughs> born in death. He's <laughs> Bane. That's my Bane. Yeah. sound like an old man impersonation. <clears throat> oh, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> I was born. Yeah, I was born in death. Only when you simply adopted it. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. But I started like this. Oh, you Oh, yes. I'm an old man, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Wait till I'm coming to get you. Let me just get down <laughs> yeah. these steps get off real my quick. porch. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Big Louie's got the gun. He's like, get out of here. Come on, do it, please. And Herman's like, okay, since he asked so nicely. And they get out there, and Herman's like fucking up shit. He's breaking up the door. He can't like figure out how the door works. It's all <laughs> sorts of problems. And then the one oh, dude boy. says that I don't know which one it is, but he made me laugh. He goes, "Big Louie is the toughest looking hatchet yes. man I've ever seen." I don't know what a hatchet man is, but I love the term. Yes, that's great. I didn't look it up to see if it was a slur. 
It's too Uh-oh. cool to be a slur, I think. Uh, it's like hatchet a lumberjack, man. maybe, or something? Yeah. That'd be my guess. <laughs> He's the toughest-looking hatchet man I've ever seen. So Herman gets his way, and then... And then they make Herman drive, and he's like, okay. <laughs> like, he's just willing to go along um, with all of this, yeah. A person employed to carry out controversial or disagreeable tasks, such as the dismissal of a number of people from employment. person nice. writes fierce attacks on others or their work. He's the toughest-looking one he's ever seen. Yep. Now, I'm going to tell you what. If you knew a hatchet man was coming and Herman showed up, I think you'd you'd just be like, I'll take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just throw myself out the window on my own. <laughs> Where's my gun? Yeah. yeah. This is... <laughs> yep. And Herman's goes with them, and he drives. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'll drive. No biggie. Yep. So then we see the cops. They're patrolling. <laughs> so right here, uh, cops patrolling and find a goofy drunk motherfucker. Yes, so cops patrolling and find a goofy drunk guy. Uh, they assume he's Herman because he matches the 106, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Tall, Big, heavy set, heavy. Uh, has amnesia. Confused. And he's like, Yo, yeah. he the motherfucker's is drunk. <laughs> he forgot to put down the bottle. Yeah, this amnesia victim <laughs> forgot to put down the bottle. They pick him up and they take him back to Lily. They're like, well, let's take him home. We know where we need to be. And he's out in the middle of nowhere. There's supposed to be at a farmhouse. This is Big yes. Louie. <laughs> so he's supposed to be at the farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> he's just in a residential neighborhood. <laughs> do you know where I'm doors. supposed to be? Yeah. He's like, is this the meetup spot for the whole bank heist? He's probably like stopping everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a mess. He's an absolute mess. And the cop's like, well, we know where you're supposed to be. And so they decide they're going to take him back to Lily. Take him back home. Cool. Uh, then we see Grandpa, Lily, Marilyn, and Eddie. They are driving around in the coach looking for Herman. Mm-hmm. And even Marilyn says, <laughs> Marilyn and Eddie are up top, and Marilyn's like, we should have left you at home in bed. <laughs> That's what they say to Eddie. <laughs> Why is Eddie there? And that was the big thing, right? In the, mm-hmm. in the first scene, right? Uh, you should be in bed. And now they take him out on the road to go look for Herman. Well, because yes. you can't leave a ten-year-old at home alone. Like Marilyn with them, I guess. Fed yeah. himself. He's he, fine. Yeah, Look, he's a wolf boy, and there's also a weird dragon-type creature there to protect the place. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think he'd be perfectly fine. But you know, you never know. But he mm-hmm. even says something like, "Oh, you know, I can't sleep till the sun's up." Yeah. You stupid shit! You gotta go to school. <laughs> you go to school every day. <laughs> I, I don't. They're... They drive me so crazy. That that joke is old, yeah, because we it know is, for a fact man. that they don't do that. Yeah, it only works if you forget everything else you've ever seen. Yes, you have <laughs> Which, to abandon anything about yeah. the monsters. Which back then, maybe you know, yeah. that maybe the people did forget. <laughs> people back then they had shorter attention spans. Now we have yeah. Better Call Saul, and you got like fifty oh, yeah. episodes where an arc happens. You got to pay attention. All right. Now, back mm. then, it's like, hey, it doesn't matter. Every episode is its own world. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so Eddie's like, I can only sleep when the sun's up. Um, so, there's a payphone. Lily's going to call the police, see if there's an update. She comes back. They're like, they picked up Herman half an hour ago. Only half an hour, right? It's still nighttime. Only half an hour ago. And they said he'd been drinking. And then you know what else was weird? They said her house was gross. 
And they <laughs> kept saying Herman Wilson is Louie. So all those things lead me to believe that, one, it is not Hermit. Uh, that would be my guess as well. The whole uh, Louie thing is... Uh, I'd really throw a, uh, <laughs> I'd throw a little bit of a... Something in my plans, yeah. It's like, yeah. no, that that can't be it. It's Louie. I was I was just thrown off by the fact that Marilyn's like, hey, Lily, there's a phone over there. Why don't we call and check in with the cops? Yep. Like, what? Just go home and wait for them to call you. Yes. Why are you guys all driving around in your in your PJs? Uh, but they got you know, a cool ass car. So yeah, and that uh, leads okay, to that all answers my question. That answers <laughs> mm-hmm. my question. Well, it isn't. I thought it was kind of weird. So Lily. Tells everybody that they thought that Herman was drunk, and we cut to Marilyn, and she has this like big smile on her face, like she knows <laughs> something. And it's yeah. like, is Herman good? She's like, oh yeah, that sounds right, you know, like yeah. her and Herman. Yeah, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll split a fifth of Jack. I think there's something the going on. Bitching yeah. about everybody, Grandpa. That <laughs> yes. fucking vampire man. <laughs> Can you believe he tried to drug me to make me attractive? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every you night. try to murder the principal or whoever that yep. guy was. <laughs> and he was a perfectly pleasant individual. He was all into me. Uh, <laughs> so this was a half an hour ago, right? It's still nighttime. Half an hour ago, they picked up Herman. All right. Well, let's get home. So they can only they at most they got a half an hour away from their home. If they drove in a straight line. Directly away from their house. Yep. Right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Cut to daytime. Yes. Herman. Okay, is... but also, also, except for the times when you see somebody walking along in front of like the Munster house uh-huh. where it actually looks dark in nighttime. Uh huh. Like when they're driving around looking for him, it looks like it's already the middle of the day when they're going to make, you know, they're like driving around, they're going to make the call over to the police. It doesn't look like it's still the middle of the night. Yeah, the, it's and a I, whole black and white thing. And like back then, they used to do a thing called, like, I think it was called day to night or night, mm. whatever. They would film mm. during the day and with the conceit that it was night, they would put like a film over the camera to make it look darker. And it kind of has that look to it when Lily goes to the phone. That was my first thought that I had. Yeah, but it's like extremely dark every time that they're on, yes. like uh, in front of the Munster House. It's it's very well. well it could be mi- it could be the it could be the middle of the day then too because it's always yes. rainy and nasty. But but it's only been a half an hour. We cut to Herman still driving. It's daytime, and Herman <laughs> is still driving. And they're like, pull mm-hmm. over there at the and he's Herman's like, well, isn't that a bank? He says, just pull over. And there's guys there already. There's yes. gangsters already having robbed the bank. Like, because the door's open. They just got to yeah. pull the money out of the building and throw it in this car. And the, the alarm doesn't sound until the money passes the threshold of the door. <laughs> so it's got some sort of crazy marker in it or magic or whatever. Um, that's fine. I just thought it was interesting that there are people there waiting mm-hmm. and, and they, they don't they get them. in the car. Yes. The Those car is there caught. for the sole purpose of collecting the money. Everyone else, you're shit out of luck. You better start running right now because the cops are on their way. Mm-hmm. The alarm is something. It's a, it's a flawless plan. Really, It, it is a flawless guys. plan. <laughs> and then so they're driving away and Herman's like, they're telling Herman to get out of there. 
but Herman is obeying the laws of the street, which I loved. Right. So he's he's like, what's well, only 25 mile an hour zone. So he's, <laughs> he's driving nice and slow. And then we cut the Lillian grandpa and Lil's like, can't this thing go faster? And he's like, I'm doing 50, but I'm in low gear or whatever, which got a laugh for some reason. <laughs> so then we see Herman and the gangsters almost crash in an intersection. So Herman, the gangsters almost crashed with Lily and grandpa and the gang at an intersection. So it was night. They're on the way home. They were no more than half an hour away from oh their home. God. Yet yeah. now it's daytime, and and it's not just like dawn. It's noon, mm-hmm. and they're almost crashing. I don't know what's going on. And Lily comments, she goes, I think that was Herman. Yeah, she's like, that looked like Herman. <laughs> but then she's but like, Herman doesn't go, oh, shit, that's my family, because they're driving nope. a very obviously the, the Dracula. You know, car. Yeah. There's my custom car. It's <laughs> my birthday made present. out of a hearse. And a drag racing hot rod. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's my freaky blue grandfather-in-law. <laughs> there's my freaky blue wife. There's my wolf boy child and that hideous <laughs> niece of mine. Yes. She, he doesn't notice. And he's driving. If he wasn't driving, I'd be like, okay, maybe he turned his head. But his eyes are on the road. And he swerved, so he saw the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. notice him. But they notice him. But then Lily's like, well, how many tall and attractive guys like my husband can there be out there? There could be one. Two. Two. Well, but the other one's in jail, dead. Yeah, he's probably dead or in jail, or we probably will never see him again. So I'm assuming he's dead. Well, no, because the car blew up and he didn't die in it. I'm assuming we see him again because, well. That's TV back in those days. <laughs> it's also kid. an opportunity for Fred Quinn yeah. to flex his muscle, mm-hmm. his acting but, chops. And let's be real, he is mm-hmm. dead because you know he's a Frankenstein's monster. He's so. a Frankenstein's oh, monster. Oh yeah, he's already dead. Yes, you got him there. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so yeah, so they almost crash. They swerve. Cops see that. They start chasing Herman and crew. Right. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Then we get home and Lily checks. And they get home and Lily's like, I'm going to go check on Herman. She looks, pokes in there. He's snoring and uh, it's just a lump on the bed. She's like, Oh, he's so tired. My sweet, tired pussycat or something like that. Mm-hmm. She pats mm-hmm. him on the head. Lots of dust because it's dirty as fuck in there as it always is. <laughs> and she's like, That's good enough for me. Not like I'm going to wake up and see what happened. Or you know, yeah, like you just honey, where the hell were you? Yeah, (laughs) we were out worried, sick, hunting you down, and the cops found you, and you're drunk, and you're calling yourself Louie. (laughs) Don't even wake him up. Just like ah, we'll let him sleep. My sweet little pussy I'm so glad you're home. (sighs) And the cops put that guy to sleep with, I assume, the covers over his head. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The, The cops. Took him home and put him to bed. <laughs> they knew which room to put him in, yeah. which blows my mind. Right? They yeah. walk through that house, yes. filled with cobwebs and shit, mm-hmm. a dragon dog, all these various things. Mm-hmm. Took him upstairs and put him into the correct bed. Yep. Very le- fortunate for Lily and the rest of the story. 
Assuming, and they left the soon. I assume they left with their minds intact, unlike most everybody else <laughs> that's entered their yeah. home. Well, they didn't really see the true Herman. They just saw Louis as that's Herman. true. Yeah, that's true. And we never see those cops again, right? So they could have lost their minds. They did. Then too. Yes, the yeah. sanitarium or wherever they said <laughs> those other the guest workers were from. Mm-hmm. That'll be in the next episode. I'm sure they'll yeah. follow up on that. Yep. <laughs> so now it is time for a low speed car chase where Herman, it's very Mandalorian. Where from the Mandalorians in uh, Tatooine speeder thing, and then there's uh, no the mayor's assistants in Tatooine speeder thing, and then the the most Espa Vespa people are chasing him slowly. Very similar here, Herman with the the gangsters going 25 miles an hour, um, <laughs> a boy obeying stop sign so much so he stops the stop sign in the car, the cop car blast past them right like they can't believe that they stopped at a stop sign mm-hmm. so then the cops have to do like a three-point turn to turn around then herman goes and he's like we can't stop here it's no parking blah 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 i i enjoyed this i enjoy mm-hmm. herman you know being the getaway driver but obeying you know like well it's a school zone or whatever yeah right? yeah that was actually he, he didn't even want to stop at the bank because the um like they're not open yet yeah, it's yeah. like it's too early for the bank. He's very, <laughs> very conscious of societal rules. <laughs> and he has like, no idea what's happening. He's yeah. an upstanding citizen. Mm-hmm. And these gangsters are ruining it. So mm-hmm. then Herman, quick thinking apparently, as is explained to us later, goes into a no entry, like a one-way alley. He drives in there and then crashes the car violently at about two miles an hour mm-hmm. into a wall and then the cops pull up and then okay. I'm actually going to play a clip Ooh, because okay. this is my favorite part in the entire episode you see that Brady that driver wrecked that car on purpose <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. all right you guys up against the wall mobsters falling out of the car check the driver of the car I think he hit his head <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, here's the loot from the bank guy. Yay! They let the permit. What's the matter? It's horrible. But don't look like it. It's figured for life. Oh, <laughs> devil! You ever see anything so bad? Not since the explosion in the morgue. Not since the explosion in the morgue. All right, easy now. Easy. Oh. Nice and easy there. Why don't you come over and lay down over here? We'll uh, we'll have an ambulance here for you in a minute. Oh, uh, thank you, but I don't need an ambulance. I just want to go home. Herman just wants to go home. So this yeah. is the best part of the entire episode for me. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. The cops that was hilarious. Come and they explain why Herman crashed the car. He must have done it on purpose. Yes. Obviously, so obvious, everyone but the viewer understood. So they had to explain it to you. Yes, and. And okay, so he wants to go home, right? He doesn't want to. He's like, I don't want to go anywhere. Um, but when they pull him out of that car, he looks like he is dead or like severely got a concussion. His like <laughs> mouth is agape. His yes. like eyes are closed. Something Scarred for life. I mean, yeah. He gets out of the car. He's like, Ugh, what's going on? Yeah. I love that they're like, let's check out the driver. He must have hit his head. Yes. And he lifts him up. 
And then he's like, oh, God. And he drops, <laughs> he drops and they're like, it. Don't look. Don't look at him. And it made me think of that scene in Tommy Boy where he's like, he wants the chicken wings. Or no, I'm sorry. Like the, he's doing the car crash scene in Tommy Boy. And it's like, mm-hmm. and the new guy comes out. And he's puking out his guts. He's like, oh, my God. And you know, there's like, like that whole thing. That's what made me think of. Like mm-hmm. this cop protecting the other cop from seeing such a horrible, horrible <laughs> car accident victim, yes. which is just Herman, which is funny. That was hilarious. He's so grotesque <laughs> that they think he was involved in a horrible two mile an hour car accident. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds them of like a charred body at the yes. morgue. Yes. I haven't seen anything such the morgue blew up. That means the morgue blew up and sent corpses across yes. town. Right? So you could be in the backyard, like chilling with the fam, grilling, and a corpse could have landed in your backyard. Already cooked. Yeah. Oh. The grill. Yuck. Oh, come on. Oh. Um, I love that scene. That's Those two scene. cops made this episode. Mm-hmm. They help Herman out. And he's like, I just want to go home. Like, no, you need to go to the hospital because you're horribly disfigured from this car. <laughs> yes. He's like, no, 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 just call my wife. Call Lily. She'll, But they call Lily, and she's like, no, you're upstairs sleeping, Herman. So yeah. she, like, hmm. she can't be the... Now, Herman, he he doesn't display his normal moronicism. Is that a word? His normal stupidity. He is now. Everyone else does so. Everyone else is as dumb as Herman in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. If you're up there, but you're here on the phone, that's like, what, 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 what? Like, like she just, she God. can't process it. I don't right. get it. Yes, it's ridiculous. Yep. It's like, and she's still like unsure. It's like, well, maybe it isn't. You know, she's like, well, I don't know what to believe. I better go check, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> you like, can well, tell Herman, right? That's there's his no voice. way. I went up there and poked him. He, and he was snoring just as Herman <laughs> is known to do. Um. Uh, so grandpa comes out of the stairs, which I still think is a cool bit. I don't know where those stairs lead, but grandpa comes out of it. And Herman and Lily's like, well, maybe that isn't Herman up there. So they go to check on Herman. Still snoring. Check. They poke it. Herman, is that you? Louie, big Louie. Is it big Louie? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He pokes his head up out from underneath the sheet. And they have like a Drew Barrymore meets E.T. moment where they (laughs) stare, Lily and Louie stare each other in the eyes and they both scream. Um, And that was good. (laughs) They scream Mm -hmm. and Louie assumes he's dead. I must have died. They sent me to the bad place. He thought he went to hell. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. They sent me to the bad place and Lily can't figure out who it is. Who is this? And Grandpa, it's like, Grandpa, who is this? Find out. Um, like, Grandpa's going to know. Mm-hmm. Louis calls then, Grandpa the devil. Yes, it's like, I was like, this is awesome. Grandpa would be a devil, honestly. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a place of fire and brimstone, and you're the devil. So Louis tries to flee, but Grandpa freezes him with yes. this most common of incantations. Rippity dippity, rinkity dink. Make like a statue and freeze, you think. 
Oh god, it's so bad. And Louis freezes <laughs> in mid leap in air. Motion he's, blurred. Yeah. He's horizontal ish, parallel to the ground, sort of. Yep. And just floating there, frozen. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he's not frozen cleanly. He's frozen with motion blur. Oh, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's clearly the film has just stopped on a frame. Yes. They're like, well, this is the cleanest frame we have with the motion blur. <laughs> I like to believe Big Louie's like reliving that second over and over and <laughs> over, over again. And over. But yeah. we find out in a few minutes, he can still talk. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So he freezes in mid-air. mid-air. Lily's like, I'm going to call the police. And Louie screams for help. Help me! <laughs> Poor Louie. Mm-hmm. So Lily's worried that Herman was really, could he have really been in a car accident? And Grandpa's <laughs> like, well, the police have made mistakes about Herman before. Remember, oh, he yeah. fell asleep in the park and they had to pick him up at the mortuary, which mm-hmm. I think was a joke before, yeah. right? They have used that before. Yeah. yeah. And now what's funny is Louis is locked in that room. Or no, he's not locked in the room. He's frozen. He's locked in space time. He's yep. frozen. <laughs> and but Grandpa, Grandpa still locks, locks the door. The door. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Just in case he unfreezes. Yeah, well, the the ultimate prison of space-time isn't enough, and at least you've got that mm. wooden door to hold him as well. Louis in the damn phantom zone. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's, well, let's lock that under behind the wooden door, just yeah, in case. We'll lock the door. We'll keep we Zod don't, we don't back need in. A, the... <laughs> we don't need a Zod situation here. Exactly. <laughs> so now we, we come back from what I assume was a commercial break. Herman is back at home. And everyone's very happy. But Herman is yawning like a madman again. He's very Mm -hmm. tired. It's been an exhausting day lately. You wouldn't understand. So Lily explains that Big Louie is frozen in the bedroom. And Herman's like, Big Louie? They thought I was Big Louie. Like, he puts two and two together faster than anybody else in this series (laughs) has ever put two and two together. Yes. Right? If this were did this happen in the first ten minutes of this episode, we would have spent the next ten minutes of Herman trying to piece together why they thought he was Big Louie. Mm-hmm. But because we're at the end, he's like, "Wait a minute, let's just wrap." They it were all looking up. for a Big Louie, and they thought I was Big Louie. Very coincidental that the two happened to cross paths like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Grandpa's like, "Well, I'm gonna go get Louie." And he tries to unfreeze Louie with all sorts of incantations, right? He's like abracadabra, alakazam. He tells him to unfreeze, tells him to thaw. Nothing happens. And then Grandpa's like, ah, fiddlesticks. And that works for whatever reasons. Yep, yep. So Louie unfreezes, unfreezes, hits the floor, and then he asks what round it is. So apparently between being frozen, asking for help, and then the time lapse between that and Herman coming home, Louis lost his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a bo- he's a boxer of twenty years. I mean, I, it's it's not all there for him anyway. I'm going to say being suspended in midair, it's got to be maddening in some sense. Yeah. That, well, yeah, well, that didn't help. But like, no. he's you know, he's, he's obviously got he's obviously got some mental problems in the first place from all his his years and years of, of boxing. Yeah. So now it's. He's a bit punchy. 
And he, he believes yeah. he's in hell, you know, and he believes yes. the devil just froze that, him. That hell part was awesome. And you're <laughs> the devil. Yes. <laughs> so Grandpa's like, come on, Louie, let's go. And then my second favorite part of the episode happens. And this is such a small thing. But Grandpa's bringing Louie out of the room. And Herman is explaining to Lily what was going on. Right? He's like, and then I had to drive a car. And then Grandpa comes out. He's like, oh. I'll finish the rest later. I don't know what it is about that specifically, <laughs> but it felt one of the most genuine things this series has ever done. Like, oh, I was just telling you about my crazy fucking night, but here's Grandpa with Big Louie, so yeah. I'll finish it later. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. Huh. I don't know. Is he actually describing like the the stuff like was that was going on, or yeah, or is like, like or or did, oh, because part of, I was also like oh maybe like like. Uh, Fred Gwynn and uh, and Yvonne, they were having like a separate conversation. Maybe like, oh, either I'll, I'll way, it doesn't matter. It was so <laughs> it felt genuine, mm-hmm. right? Like they were having this, like Herman's recapping this crazy night, you know. And then love, Grandpa comes yeah. out with Big Louie. He's like, "Well, yes, I'd love to hear Herman's point of view from like what he yeah. thought happened because he was really going along with most of it. So yeah, he was very like." Very accommodating to a bunch of gangsters. <laughs> I'd almost call him an accomplice. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> until and he most crashes. Probably would. Yeah, but he crashed oh, yeah. that car on purpose. Very obviously, too. Obviously, yeah. The police seem to know that for sure. So. Yeah. So then, Grandpa's like, "People get a reward." He, Grandpa's very excited. Another chance mm-hmm. to make a million bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then Herman and Louie stare at each other face to face in the eyes. In the screen, another ET meets Drew Barrymore moment, mm-hmm. and Herman like Herman has to squat down some too. I mean, Louis yeah. is not a small guy, but but he squats down like a very awkward way when he looks at mm-hmm. him too. It, it threw me it threw me off a little bit. Screams, and then Herman is shook to his core. <laughs> yes, Herman calls him a frightening fellow. Like, <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god, he was in my bed. If it was, if I were Herman, destroy the bed, get a new one, right? I I couldn't sleep in that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is shook, literally. And then, even though it's like, I can't believe someone stuck, mistook that horrible person for my big, strong, <laughs> handsome husband. Uh, yeah. Once again, yeah. You just well, but literally, she's like, he's just an average guy. You never know. Yeah, I don't, we get it. Lily loves him for some reason. Yeah, Lily loves that big lunk, and she's sitting on his lap, and Herman's all squirmy. He's like, ooh, <laughs> and she, he's like, yeah, that's right. I was yawning, but I'm awake now. I'm. I went from six to twelve in a hurry, Lily. <laughs> and Lily goes, "Oh, Herman, you're blushing." Uh-huh. And is that is that your one of your three hearts in your pocket? Or are you happy to see me? Because didn't they mention earlier that he's got three hearts or something socially like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one. I think he's a Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster. Yeah, uh, Lily's yeah. like, "Oh, Herman, you're blushing. You're turning the most adorable shade of green." Credits. Oh, once again, the <laughs> monsters end on the highest of notes. Oh, what yeah. a what, joke. What a zinger. Yes. What <laughs> a joke. I mean, it was amazing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what'd y'all think? What did y'all... Th- that? Well, that was uh, season one, episode 11. 
the midnight ride of Herman Munster? Yeah. Um, one, I, I, I think they miss a huge opportunity. I, like when it said that he was like going to be the driver and stuff and then the car, he had to go out and get the thing out of the car. I was like, Oh, somebody's stealing the monster coach for this. Mm-mm. And yes. no, it's just a, it's just a normal car. Like it, mm-hmm. it's a missed opportunity going on there with that. Not a um, Yeah, it is weird though. I mean, he just kind of goes right along. He is very much an accomplice all the way up to the end. Yes, he is. <clears throat> I yeah, mean, he's he could have easily clunked all of their heads. Yeah, it could have smashed. He could have picked like up. He could have picked up the car. Yeah. Oh yeah, the mass Marvel could have saved the day. Like he could have swooped in and just taken mm-hmm. them all out. Yeah. Could have snatched that gun out of his hand and just crushed it to dust. Ripped them limb from limb. Yeah, could have done anything, but mm-hmm. did nothing other than drive them to a bank robbery. <laughs> and then yeah, and then obviously of course crash it on purpose, which is it's clear course. that he did. That. And then he yeah. even said it's like I figured it's the only thing I could do was crash on purpose. Yes. <laughs> they really wanted to emphasize that Herman yes. wanted to stop this on purpose. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. it was not obvious. Yeah, missed opportunity to use the coach as the getaway car for sure. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Terry? Well, how did this episode just sit with you? Uh, I, you know, it's not that it was okay. I liked it kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. there's it's kind of at this point, I don't know if it's Stockholm syndrome, but it's not like I have like a horrible <laughs> time watching these. You know, <laughs> it's like they're like, I don't know, it's like uh, non nutritious like food. You know, I'm like, yes. okay, I'll watch this. It's very digestible. Not if, well, sometimes it does get annoying. Um, but for the most part, it's fine, and this kind of fits in that. Even has some highlights, like you said, that whole joke with the police thinking he's some horribly disfigured yes. man. That, that was the that, highlight of the episode. That's probably like second, my second favorite joke in the whole series. Uh, right after, of course, Baby Frankenstein. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. I okay. still like this though. Eleven episodes in, and he's already like, "Yeah, I got Stockholm syndrome. I'm, I'm hooked on this now." <laughs> it, it is. It is a bit like I watched it. And not a moment, except for that whole cop interaction with the, like, oh, he's so disfigured. Where I was like, I'm enjoying myself. I didn't think that once. But mm-hmm. afterwards, I was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like some... good. It was not good. It's a, it's a five-star episode. Easy, right? Could have been worse. Yeah. Very two and a half out of five, five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Nothing special. A few jokes that landed. Lily yeah. with the kick-ass bat pendant. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. looking good and all that kind of stuff, right? But beyond that, mm-hmm. eh. like it's just once again, it's like I wish that the, the main premise is super awesome. I think that's a great idea. Herman mm-hmm. gets involved with these bank robbers. That should have been the whole episode. Didn't really need to see Lily and them get the mix up with Louie and get confused searching for him. Yeah, because that was just felt like filler. Because it was like I just want to see what how Herman reacts with all these hardened criminals. Like that's that's yeah. that's where the gold is. Yeah. Like they spend so much time on the them looking for Herman, being concerned mm-hmm. for Herman, which I get it, right? The mm-hmm. the whole Louis mix up, like the cops pick up this guy and they're just like, "We'll just take you home into the spooky house." Mm-hmm. Oh, open the door. Oh, into the spooky, dirty as hell house. Um, <laughs> we'll figure out which room is the master bedroom because um, that house clearly has lots mm-hmm. of bedrooms in it, and they yeah. find the one. They don't encounter Spot. They don't encounter nope. anything else. Uh, and then they put him to bed and then cover him up in a way in which they'll <laughs> never know that it's yes. not Herman. That's yeah. a lot of work. 
That is a lot of work. You know, you know, it's like the whole conspiracy theory thing, right? Like if you're a conspiracy theory that requires like 800 steps and a million people to be involved for it to work, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not true, right? It's the same right. thing here. Too many things needed to happen mm-hmm. to make it mildly plausible. <laughs> and so here's something I, I forgot to bring up earlier. So you know when they're doing the car chase, um, mm-hmm. there's a line, and it's so random and out of left field, where it's like the the robbers are like, "Oh, just our luck. It's raining." And what? Like, why did they say that? And then like, <laughs> it never comes into play. Like he, Herman can't see nope. the road anymore. Um, all that I noticed was that the top of the car looked like it was starting to get rained on. So I was wondering if, uh, like, maybe it started raining on set, and they're like, "We got to address yeah. this." <laughs> Roll with it, because did, they can only do one. Did they, did they? I mean, they weren't very far from this, from home. Did they turn down their street and also oh, start raining? Yeah, that could be. What if rain follows the monsters wherever they go? Where there is mm. multiple monsters, there will be rain. You know, I think Herman at least has some sort of like reality warping powers, whether he knows. I, I think it or you're not. right. So. You mentioned that before, like the, the mm-hmm. desk turned into cardboard, mm-hmm. time ceases to exist properly. People's Herman, glasses melt on yeah. their eyes. His gravitational field. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like an interstellar. Like if you get too close to Herman, <laughs> like a hundred years pass. But once you get far oh, enough yeah. away from Herman, you know, it's like only twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where it's it like a, a great cosmic madness that floats around him and it causes people That's to literally lose their minds. Cosmic madness. I love that. <laughs> Some sort of like Lovecraftian, like, yeah, yeah. unbeing that follows. Like yeah, like cosmic gumbo. <laughs> I was just yeah, saying like, that, Santa Claus. It's like a I'll cosmic gumbo. Yes. <laughs> but it, yeah, I don't know. It was an okay episode, but it was yeah. amazing. So this one gets a 7.5 in IMDb. I, five. Six maybe tops for me, yeah. only because of that joke and that whole, the whole. <laughs> I still think that the, him crashing on purpose and then ha- them having to exposition it <laughs> yes. into reality is funny when it's own in its own right because it's so bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they had to say it like, "Oh, that's what happened," and then he has to come up and be like, "Well, I crashed on purpose." Oh, yep. confirmed, right? <laughs> Those things make me laugh because it's so bad. This episode should have ended with Herman in jail. <laughs> Banger. It's yes. like, yeah. you mean I have to pee in front of everybody? Yes. Credits. Oh, that's, that's just unpolite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the moment that breaks the babysitter here? Oh, hmm. I think it's one of two things. Uh, for me, at least. It is either um, the fact that the crow uh, has a thing for Tuesday Weld also. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That would throw well. her off. Yeah. Or, um, may, well, actually, I'm tied into it. The fact that I think she would, what would break her is the fact that Lily suddenly is like worried that Herman would be running around on her. She's such a catch for him. Yes. Like, yes. She's worried at all. And I think the babysitter would, would break and like be like, what the, f-? like, what? Why, why are you worried about this man at all? She was worried about him going to the army thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the army reception thing. She goes, I know what those things are like. What, what do you think is going to happen? Most people run away. Wilt <laughs> things wilt. Uh, mirrors break around here, and and Herman is uh, he's so giddy when he just kisses you on the cheek to walk out the house. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 insane that you would yeah. think that something's like that, and that would make her break. And then uh, the crow would chime in with the Tuesday weld, and she would throw something at it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
I think Lily wanted to throw something at the crow or the raven in that moment too. Mm-hmm. But the babysitter yeah. hears it and it's like, Tuesday, well, you think that this big giant idiot watched a drive-in movie and is <laughs> going it's going to inspire him to leave you? Yes. You're smoking hot. And mm-hmm. uh yeah. and he's a Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> God damn it. She, yeah, that's boy. it. I'm out. I think she might have I think she might have broke when um Lily is describing Herman to the police uh, and is describing him, you know, in some familiar ways. And then in some ways where it's like his eye color is different now all of a sudden. And, you know, she's talking how he's just an average guy that nobody, you know, but even bad an eye. I think the babysitter, you know, she's not grotesque, but she's not grossed out by Herman. You know, he, she's been around him. But the mm-hmm. fact that she realizes that Lily truly just does not see Herman for what he really is. Yes. I think that would have, like, kind of something snapped in her brain. Yeah, I finally, think that might have this is the yeah. moment. Like, mm-hmm. don't you realize the rest of the world yes. looks nothing like Herman? Yes. You go think... out in the world. You know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't think, yeah, the babysitter wouldn't be, you know, judging Herman by his appearance, but not judging Lily for loving Herman, but she's got to accept that Herman is not yeah. like other men. You know, he's she a has to realize she's a he's a multiple multitude of men, if anything. Or she just breaks down a bit and is like the guy that was described running around the park. You know, the seven foot guy with green guy with red eyes. That's who he is. You know who he is already. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> We've gone through this. <laughs> Though your police commissioner got sent to the desert. Yes. Yeah. Remember yeah. this guy? Remember him? <laughs> well, I think the babysitter would have broke uh, when Herman crashed the car, obviously. And the cops got mm. out and like, did you see that? He crashed on purpose. <laughs> She'd have been like, what? How do you know that? We were just chasing this car. And it crashed into a wall after going into the wrong way. Mm. It's like a one-way street and it crashed into a wall. That yeah. might happen, no matter what. Particularly, they're they're on a bank heist, yes. and mm-hmm. it all happened within minutes of the money getting stolen. They're like, "Here's the money from that heist." She's like, mm-hmm. "How do you know? How do you even know about the heist?" Yeah. The mm-hmm. alarm was just mm-hmm. sounded. There's no way this is not 2022. It's not like an instant like. <laughs> oh, on star, you know, yeah. like nobody knows. Like they have to go through so many channels to report a <laughs> bank robbery. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody has to call the operator. Like, uh, uh, Lori, can you hook me up with the police department? It's like, oh, passion in the police department. And it's like, oh, police chief Williams. Yeah, here's a guy that says there's a bank robbery. We'll patch him through. And they patch him through. And it's like, well, explain yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's cranking the phone to keep it going and stuff. <laughs> Like, this is the 60s. Mm-hmm. It takes forever for anything to happen. Yeah. Yet they knew true. instantaneously everything that had happened. And then she, <laughs> she's just like, you're going to explain it all to me? And she pulls her hair out, and she yep. hails a taxi and goes home bald. That's it. <laughs> That's the moment that breaks the babysitter. I'd buy that, yeah. All right. So that was... Uh, boy. Oh, boy. That was season one, episode 11, The Midnight Ride of Herman Munster. Keith, what you got? All right. Well, as of this time, we are wrapping up season one of That Was Great, Wasn't It? Uh, I think maybe like one or two episodes left of that going on. And we are prepping for the summer return of everyone's soon to be, if not already favorite cinema podcast. 
pop up film cast. First time. Where if you go <laughs> go listen to some back catalog, you'll catch more of the inside jokes that I like to make that only myself and Derek and well Terry, who's probably listening to every episode, actually understand. Yep. What inside yep. joke is that? I made a comment earlier in the show and I don't think it's it involved me our high school years, Keith? That's your No, 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 it, no, it was a pop up film cast reference about something and and but only people who listen to pop up film cast would actually know what oh, I was talking about at that point. And I'm I'm involved with the pop up film cast. I don't remember what it was. Terry, what you got going on? Uh we got I got run the real going still. Uh run the reels. Oh yeah. We're uh, real. Only one real. I know I said as <laughs> purpose. Another uh pop-up film cast reference. Yep. If you listened. <laughs> <laughs> um but we've been recording some uh episodes for a new series that'll probably be out pretty oh, soon, if not by the time this comes out. The Paul Thomas Anderson recovering a lot of oh, his movies. Oh. I thought you meant so, like a new show. Like, oh no, no, yeah, we're still doing the same thing. New format. So you're being though. all British about it. Series six mm-hmm, of Paul right, Thomas yeah. Anderson. After a few hundred episodes, we're finally on season two. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be doing that. So that'll be exciting. It's been a lot of fun talking about his movies. So yeah, check it out if you're curious. Outstanding. Do that. And as for me, I got nothing. Now, as we come up to the end here. Oh yes. Um, I have no idea what, how we do this. <laughs> um, There's a sequence of events that happen that yep. end the episode. So somebody just started. Um, uh, ingenuity. Imagination. Intelligence. Yeah. Have nothing. Uh, do not work here. <laughs> have nothing. They have no dominion we... here. <laughs> That may be true, honestly. Yeah. Because it is <laughs> it's hunting <laughs> season. Always, always hunting season. season. Oh, you nailed it. The Muster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.